This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Join Justin Townsend and the Harvesting Nature crew as they explore the world of cooking wild fish and game while sharing recipes, tips, tricks, and lessons learned from their pursuit of wild food. We sure hope you ate before the show, because you're going to leave hungry. This is the Wild Fish and Game Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to Harvesting Nature's Wild Fishing Game Podcast. You got your host here, Justin Townsend, and uh, today I have a special guest on, and, and we're going to deviate a little bit uh, from some of our normal programming and and talk a little bit about uh, this topic. I'm trying to figure out the best way to roll it out. <laughs> just send it. You just have to send just gotta, it. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're going to be talking about... Uh, going to bathroom in the outdoors uh so my, my buddy noah's on here and uh we're, we're gonna chat through this a little bit and uh he's got a a cool kit uh that him and his brother-in-law right you guys correct co-founders yep. Yep. so uh correct. they created this really awesome uh all-in-one bathroom kit which when you say all-in-one bathroom kit, it sounds like something you'd find at like Bed Bath and Beyond, but this is yes. so much more, so much more. Um, so we're going to go into it just a little bit, but uh, I'm going to go through a bit of news uh, since since the last for us. So I think biggest thing is uh, second draw for for Colorado is coming out here uh, in the next couple of days. So hoping to firm up the rest of my tags and lay out the hunting season. Uh, for me in the fall, Colin's on the road this week, uh, doing a bit of traveling back to Pennsylvania and, uh, Corey's in Pennsylvania as always, uh, got a little tied up. So he was unable to join us tonight, but, um, working diligently to lay down our plans. And I think, I think this year we're trying to get together to do a lot more group hunting, uh, kind of out throughout the country. That way we can do some more podcasts some you know, short films and stuff like that to kind of loop everybody into it. And of course, cooking and eating because, 
who doesn't like cooking and eating? Um, and then uh, I think probably the biggest bit of news is we're like on the cusp, I would say two weeks from releasing our summer issue of the Harvesting Nature magazine. So uh, I'm, I'll be... I'll be getting a sneak peek uh, from our designer here very, very soon. And uh, I'm going to be super excited to share it with you guys. So as always, if you want to check out our spring issue, it's still available. It'll continue to be available in print format, but the electronic version uh, we're going to file away, uh, I believe. If you already have a subscription, you should maintain access to that. If you don't have one, I recommend getting one now so that you can still have access to it. Uh, after but we'll still have the print uh, print version up for sale that's for the spring edition the summer edition will roll out uh, as normal on the website you can uh, subscribe or purchase it directly uh, so uh, single issues five bucks a subscription for the years 9.99 and that's a pretty good deal because uh, it's got lots of cool content in there we laid out all the topics um, got a lot of good fishing stuff some Good summer recipes, uh, some good summer adventures. Uh, if you want to learn about lobstering in Florida, uh, there's that in there. We've got some spear fishing stories, fly fishing stuff. Like it, it's just, it's gonna be a really cool one. I'm super excited. And uh, if you've been paying attention, like Adam's rolling out the uh, Antler and Fin podcasts. I think the most recent episode he did was a uh, venison. Rogan Josh, and that's a that is a stew uh, from I believe the northern part of India, southern part of Pakistan. No, those those geographically don't line up. Anyway, it's it's from that area, India, Pakistan, all that. But it's uh, traditionally made with like lamb and things like that. But uh, it's actually a recipe based off uh, one that. Sean West, one of our field staff writers, did and, and posted on a we had posted on the Harvesting Nature website. But he walks through that kind of some of the history behind the dish, like some technique stuff, and then gets into the the actual recipe of it, which I think is really cool. So you can kind of pause and play and cook your way through it. And then our fish spice blend should be done next week, which means it'll be in the mail to us, which means we can release it to you guys. Um, keep an eye out. I may or may not do a pre-sale before we actually get the order, uh, but we'll see. And then we've still got seats available, just a few, uh, for our wild pig hunting camp in December down in Texas. So looking forward to doing round two of that and interacting with the folks that have already signed up and the ones that will sign up in the future. So I think that's a big, big one for me. Uh, try to get out this weekend and do a little bit of fishing. I gotta, I've been trying to master the Tinkara rod uh doing some fly fishing which it's a once you take the reel and the line management equation out of it it's just like i focus on casting it's a it's been a little easier i think my challenge has been that i uh i didn't get my knot right where the the line ties to the top of the pole and so like i made a cast and my line was just like it was gone (laughs) i was like okay time to regroup Um, well, I will introduce our guest now. So he is a businessman, inventor, outdoorsman, adventurer, hunter, angler too. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Correct. Nice. Uh, and so he co-founded Pact Outdoors and created the first all-in-one bathroom kit for outdoor adventures, which is the cleanest way to poop outdoors. 
Um, I've got one. It's pretty phenomenal. Uh, super excited to talk about it and share it with everyone. So, Noah, welcome to the Wild Fishing Game Podcast. Man, I really appreciate you having me. It's, it's fun to be on here. Absolutely. So, uh, will you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how you got in the outdoors, all that jazz? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, born and raised in Colorado. I was actually born in uh, Boulder and then grew up on the Western Slope, tiny little farm town, Hotchkiss, Colorado. Um, you know, known for probably coal mining and farming or ranching versus anything else. And uh, all the way through high school there, went over to the University of Colorado for college and then have been here ever since. Um, so always kind of a, a, one of the f- rare Colorado natives as we run into more and more people <laughs> in the state. But really, mm-hmm. really appreciate being here and really appreciate what our state has to offer. Um, as far as like origin story in the outdoors, um, a couple couple origins come to mind. One, it's, you know, I grew up right on the Gunnison River, uh, right at the Forks where the North Fork and the Gunnison come together and, and really cut my teeth fly fishing in, in gold medal waters, which I had no idea how lucky I was until I, I went to the front <laughs> range for a while. But, you know, um, got in early on fly fishing and, and that was through kind of another piece of the origin is I worked on a pheasant ranch when I was when I was pretty young, 13, 14, 15. And this was a ranch where, you know, we would we would put out pheasants for hunters from, you know, the the Aspen or or Crest Buttes to come over and hunt on, on these ranch. So they'd raise pheasants, I'd put them on the four wheeler, drive them out early in the morning, throw them in brush piles, you know, hunters would come around, clean them up, you know, and then bring them back to me and I'd 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 clean them and give them back to them. So kind of always around the hunting and fishing. Um, you know, my parents weren't really big hunters at all early on. And so that I really started getting into that later in life, kind of after college, uh, met, a, met a couple hunting mentors later and, and then it's been a dual path ever since. Nice. Nice. And, uh, we were just talking, uh, through some, some big game tags before we started recording. And, uh, so you're, you're kind of like, you're in the very heart of where there's a lot of really great big game hunting. So, uh, how, how have your experiences been, been hunting around that area? I, I'm definitely in the heart of it as, as a fellow Colorado and you know, the challenges we have now with point creep and prized units and, and that. So right out my, my door, I'm in unit 55, which is kind of a hard tag to draw. Um, but overall, you know, had a lot of success kind of in the area, um, and, and most recently, uh, bow success. So I, I, I got a cow last year and a bull before that, right in, right in these two areas. So been doing really well with that. Um, and then this year, as we were talking, uh, managed to draw a nice buck tag on the bow. And that'll be the first time I, I hunt, uh, muleys with a bow this year. So I'm pretty excited about that as well. Nice. That's, and so in in the country you're at do you tend to hunt mule deer like lower country or do you go higher up in elevation or kind of midways depending on weather yeah um it just it depends what unit i get as well as kind of uh the sex so for for the buck tag this year it's a bow tag i'll be going up higher Mm -hmm. elevations obviously um and that's in 54 so they have some pretty good mountains in there Typically, though, you know, I'm over in Unit 52. I mentioned my dad's got a little piece of property over there. I can get a private land tag pretty easily. That's 
That's probably more, I've never hunted in the Midwest, but I imagine that's how it feels. You're kind of sitting on the field and waiting and hanging out. So mm-hmm. that, that, that puts the meat in the freezer as well. So I'm pretty excited to be doing that too. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's a good uh, strategy. Speaking of meat in the freezer, uh, you, you dabble much in the wild game cooking world? A little bit, a little bit. So I was listening to your last podcast you guys did on, on the forging aspect. Mm-hmm. And you guys were, were going back a little bit in, uh, you know, talking about some of your previous guests like Hank Shaw. Obviously, I'm a huge mm-hmm. Hank Shaw fan. Um, you guys probably do a better job than I do. One problem with Hank is it's always like, oh, you need these juniper berries from Afghanistan and you need to season them <laughs> and dry them. And, and so like, I'll go halfway there with my man, Hank, but I can't always go all the way there. So, you know, uh, I, I have all the cookbooks, you know, um, another one, big, big one I like to follow. And my wife and I just, uh, actually were down in Austin with Jesse Griffiths, big oh, fan yeah. of kind of what, yeah, what he does. Jesse's awesome. Well. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've he never met he, uh, he just won the James Beard Award for the Hog Book. I was super I stoked that. for him. I saw that. I have his first one. His first book is a field. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. Yeah. That I, is. Don't, I don't. That's I don't have the Hog Book too. yet, but maybe I'll get on the, on this wild pig hunting camp in December with you guys. And then, yeah, and then we're it'll actually just, justify buying that book. Well, we're gonna uh, we're actually gonna include that. This is a this is a first oh. heard for a lot of folks. We're gonna include that as part of the uh, the entrance into the camp. Is we're gonna give away the hog book to Perfect. every participant. So because it's, it's a such a setup. solid. That book. was a good setup for you. Yes. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we didn't even, we cir- didn't even talk that through. <laughs> c- circling all the way back, I'm a huge fan. Um, you know, and. One of the prideful things is we haven't bought a lot of beef in our house in the last couple of years. Uh, it, it's kind of a running joke. Uh, we, we mm-hmm. My sister brought over hamburgers one time, and it was we told her she had to eat them outside. So it, it's... <laughs> um, and then the other wild one, if you want to go through the origin story, it, it's fun. So we, we do a hunt, gather, grow Thanksgiving where, Ooh. you know, we, we've slowed on this a little bit, but this is a good one for you. Every dish has to have something that you hunt, gather, or grow in it. And, you know, for, for me or some family members who have gardens, it's pretty easy. You start thinking through the dishes you mm-hmm. want to make. I love the family members who, like, are living in downtown Denver and sweating it out a little bit. They're <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, what, what are we, we going to pull through this? So, you know, that, that's a big it, – it's fun because it helps you reflect back on the year. And mm-hmm. every dish tells a story. It might not taste as awesome as, you know, the butterball turkey, but at the same token, there's like value to it. So that, that's a big tradition for us as well. Oh, man, that's awesome. I really, yeah. really like that. I may have to uh, may have to borrow that one from you, too. That'll be a good yeah. one. Uh, uh, we, you know, we, I th- yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. We, no, it's okay. We invite tons of folks over. Uh, like we just had some folks over for, for – uh, fourth of july and everybody always like what can i bring what can i bring and now i'm gonna be like it's got to be something you hunted you gather you you grew and they're gonna be like what yeah i (laughs) I mean borrow away i think i borrowed it from ronella so steve ronella wrote uh one of his books i I, you know the the hout cuisine one i'm probably saying that oh yeah scavenger's guide to hot cuisine yeah yeah, so he, he, that was a really, that's probably where I got the idea because he served a, you know, three course meal was kind of like, or a three day meal at the end of the mm-hmm. book. But I was like, oh man, we should do this for Thanksgiving because 
Every chapter in his book had a story about food and how it got there, and then he served that food. And so that was, that was kind of the origin for me. You know, all of his was really hunting-focused, but, you know, you got to get those side dishes for Thanksgiving. So pretty cool. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think that's a great way, too. And, like, the growing aspect is, is good because that's, you know, people can get behind that pretty easily, too. I know. I, you so, guys were giving me some dandelion uh, dandelion jam ideas and stuff. So some out-of-the-box stuff from the last last episode. Yeah, thanks, man. That dandelion jam came out really good. And I just did. Uh, I just finished my uh, spruce tip jam, and then oh, yeah. I made uh, spruce tip bitters. That came out. Those came out phenomenal. I was super oh, stoked cool. about that. Yeah, so, that was the first we, time I'd ever heard about the spruce tip jam. That's a pretty wild process yeah. you guys did. So cool. It's Very a, cool. It, yeah, pretty pretty straightforward. I won't. Uh, if anybody's interested, you can go back and listen to that episode for sure. Uh, we'll throw it in the show notes. But it's a. Uh, that was a fun one. Uh, and it's something like, this is really Colin and I's kind of first year getting into the whole foraging thing. So it was a new new adventure uh, for us. So it was fun to talk about. I but like let's, it. Uh, I like it. Let's talk a little bit about, um, well, let's talk. So we, you and I met at the BHA Rendezvous uh, mm-hmm. back in, oh, goodness, when was it? May? Yeah. In May, yeah. I think. Yeah, mid-May. <laughs> My, yeah. So uh, was this the first year that you had gone up? Yeah. Um, you know, I've always been a BHA member privately and personally, but this mm-hmm. is the first year, you know, one, PAC's been around. So we launched in October. Um, okay. You know, oh, wow. hunting. Yeah, yeah. So hunting has been a segment, you know, near and dear to my heart. But, you know, it's also a segment who I thought our product could be really useful for. And what mm-hmm. better overlap than, you know, stewards of the land like the BHA guys? You know, this is, this is a crew that's out there all the time, that's off trail. And, you know, it's not like a backpacking or car camping. There's no, there's no packing it out. You know, you're hunting, you're mm-hmm. back there, you're, you're probably going to the bathroom and you're probably burying it. And so that's a perfect segment for us, as well as stewards of the land. I mean, their whole thing is public lands. And how do you take care of public lands? Well, one way that you do that is not destroy them with your poop, basically. So, <laughs> yep, that, yep. So, so the overlap is huge, and, and we were really pumped. I, th- I think you probably remember we sponsored the porta potties up there, so we left kind of like I funny did. things. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember seeing you guys initially, and I was like, uh, you were putting up the, the sayings and signs on the porta potties, and I was like, holy smokes, this is 100% like the best marketing idea ever. So you very captured market. Yeah, yeah, very captured yeah. market. So we, we <laughs> love that. And that was great. And those guys were amazing partners and they set us up. It was actually their idea to sponsor the porta potties. And we were like, I don't know. I, I don't know if everybody will get it. And, and it was amazing. So we're, we were pretty pumped to do that. That's awesome. Um, so as we talk about your, your journey with, uh, with Pact and the creation, uh, new, new creation too, like, where did it all begin? Where did the idea come from? Like, it's something like, I think about better ways to improve my pooping experience, like in the moment, but it usually doesn't last much longer than that. But it's where's the better tree or like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. or am I out of sight? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I understand. So I was in the same boat. Um, my brother-in-law and co-founder actually approached me and he's a climber. He's a big rock climber. Mm -hmm. And, one thing with rock climbers is they're all going to the exact same rock, you know, 
and they're all climbing the same routes. And he was like, you know, I'm sick of wag bags. And a wag bag, for anybody who's unfamiliar, is, is a bag that you pack out your human waste in, you know? Mm. And the reason he was sick of it is it was like, it's a bag in a bag. They give you about two sheets of toilet paper. You know, it's not very enjoyable. It's kind of gross. And, and he was like, I think we can make a better wag bag. And those guys actually do a fantastic job. It's just the experience isn't very, you know, pooping in a bag isn't awesome, let's just say. And I was like, huh, yeah, I was like, you know, that doesn't really interest me at all. But let me tell you what does interest to me. And, and we started talking about just kind of what it means for backpacking or hunting or even car camping on BLM lands. Everybody has the home hack. And so if I asked you, I was like, what's your home hack look like? I bet I could get 90% of the way there. It's probably a gallon Ziploc bag. You probably have a half roll of toilet paper that you stash. You're like, oh, this is going to be good for hunting. You might have a wipe or two. And if you're lucky, you'll have some hand sanitizer in there. And now, now if you go extra yeah. late, you might even have a <laughs> little shelter. <laughs> yeah. So, so everybody has a home hack. And so when we're thinking about innovation, you always think about like, what are people solving at home that like could be made into a great product? Like when we when we hunt, for example, we have products for everything. We have our, and, and people that teach us, how do you set up your tent? How do you hang your bear bag? How do you cook? But nobody really teaches you how to go to the bathroom in the outdoors. And when you leave that to somebody to figure out, you end up with what we know as the ass movement. The, mm-hmm. You know, the, a lot of surface <laughs> shitting. And can I swear on this podcast? I don't know if sure. can beep. you can beep it. So it's, it's the ass movement. And it, and and the problem there then is that when multiple people are in the same areas or the same trailheads or the same areas, it becomes a problem. You know, like yeah. I always joke, if everybody followed proper practice and buried their waste and went off trail and, and followed all the steps of leave no trace, we wouldn't have a business model, like because nobody would know. But the yeah. problem is, you know, it's not people are malicious or, or just kind of um, trying to do this. It's just kind of underprepared. So you combine all of that and it's like, well, how do you create a grab and go kit that um, is easy to use, that can throw in your backpack, your truck, that leaves you feeling cleaner and gives you all the tools. So when you arm people with tools, just like everything else we do in the outdoors, people will use them, people will appreciate them and enjoy them. So that's really kind of like the whole origin of the product as well or the idea. And then I could probably talk about the barrier to you if you're ready, like our, our barrier to entry or, or what we saw as the real value. Sure. Yeah. And, and not to jump ahead, but that so basically when we were looking at we were, our kit, we were like, great, anybody could create, you know, a, a shovel and, and, you know, some toilet paper or some wipes or whatever you have. But like uh, that's not that's not a great business model. We could get undercut immediately. You know, 10,000 products could show up on Amazon that was close. So we really wanted like a barrier um, for the packed kit. And so we started looking at like, well, is there a way to do this in a more environmentally friendly manner? Like, is it cleaner mm-hmm. for nature, cleaner for you? And we started looking at all sorts of crazy stuff like coconut husks are used in composting toilets or ash you know, mm-hmm. when you go into an RV, there's an RV digest. And we were just kind of looking at everything out there that helps with this in, in various things. And we came across a couple studies about, you know, um, mycologists who specialize in mycoremediation who are using uh, mushrooms or mycelium 
to break down waste. And we found one in a, a dairy farmer, I think, up in Vermont who was using mycelium to break down cow crap. And then there was a university study where they were, um, there was actually crows crapping on the roof of this university and it was washing down in the water and E. coli was coming through. So they went through a mycelium wash and it actually reduced E. coli levels and, and killed a bunch of pathogens. And, and so that kind of sparked us on, huh, this mycelium stuff, that's pretty interesting. Can we do this on a small scale? Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. I guess let's talk a little bit more, understand, because I want to come back to my ceiling in just a minute, but yeah, like what's, 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 what's in the kit and like how... How was it creating it and putting it together outside of like the, the mycelium bit? Yep. We'll dive into that one. Um, so basically the kit was a, again, it was looking at the home hack, what people are putting together, as mm -hmm. well as giving kind of like all the tools you would need. So the first thing you'll notice is the shovel. If you had your kit, you know, you'd look down mm -hmm. and the shovel is important. You need to dig six to eight inches. And the joke is when we give people a shovel you know our shovel has a six inch mark on it we're like dig six inches people can't believe actually how deep that is so part of it yeah. is like the right tool for the job like you're like oh i'm good enough i covered this you know with a little bit of dirt it's like six to eight inches is perfect in terms of what the you know bioavailability of the soil is and and kind of all the nutrients within there so that's your target line um, and then the big pink thing on the shovel was just the grip pattern. So you'll notice like a lot of the shovels you'll see that you could buy online or, or at even like an REI, they're stamped aluminum. So that grip pattern, if you grab the shovel, it's a little sharp. We wanted to create a shovel that had a better grip pattern. So it felt really nice in your hands. And, you know, stop me if we start nerding out too much on, on little things. No, this is great. This is so, great. The key is like, if you give somebody the tool to dig six to eight inches, they're actually gonna dig six to eight inches because it feels, it's a nice tool in their hand, it's easy to use. You know, the next piece really came to like the next process, the wipes. And, and you probably see, saw these or played around with them when you got your kit. This was a house divided in terms of our brainstorm and you know, <laughs> are you a wipe guy or are you a toilet paper guy? You know, and that was kind of a funny, funny dynamic for a long time and then we you know we came up with these compressed wipes so we didn't invent these these are product that i've known about for a while and it's basically a compressed dehydrated wipe that when you add water to it it expands to a nine by nine inch towel so what it gives you is that weight savings of like toilet paper you're not carrying around wet wipes they're not individually packaged in plastic you could stash a bunch of them in there, but you still have the wet wipe once you add a little bit of water to them 
to really like keep you clean, leave you feeling great. Like that's, that's the key on these. Um, so it's, you know, we always joke toilet paper wasn't made for the, uh, the outdoors. If it gets wet or it's smashed or you never know how much you really have, how can we improve that feature? So that was kind of like the next big innovative piece. Um, the hand sanitizer kind of has a fun story. This is the heads and tails of a gin distiller over here on the Western Slope. So oh, cool. high, yeah, so high alcohol content, but you can't, uh, you can't use it, obviously, in gin. They, they, they capture that and toss it because it's uh, toxic to drink. Mm -hmm. But it makes amazing hand sanitizer. Um, and so these guys, uh, one, they started selling this early. So they sell it through Patagonia Provisions as well. But we knew the distiller and we were like, hey, can we get in on this and get some of this? Um, and so that's, a, that's really a cool story as well. Um, and then, you know, leaves you feeling like or smelling a little bit like gin. And then there's a couple other interesting features in there. Uh, we, we do have a pack it out bag. That was pretty important. So this is a washable, reusable plastic bag kind of in the top pocket of the overall case. Um, and this is for packing out, you know, um, any products that you don't want in the outdoors. So one thing we always encourage is actually burying our wipe. And we're going to get to that with the mycelium. But, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's a lot of like uh, feminine hygiene products, for example, that you don't want to bury. You need to pack those out. And that's where a washable, reusable trash bag makes sense as well as any other little tra trash around camp. And then the last piece you'll probably notice in like uh, the top pocket of the pack kit is a, um, it's, it's a card that's like a how-to and then best practices. Mm -hmm. So what we wanted is to people to grab this on the shelf or have a friend hand it to them or a guide hand it to them and be like, hey, this is the best practices and this is how you do it properly in the outdoors. And so that's kind of like one, you could even just read it while you're out there, you know, hugging a tree for a little while. But uh, <laughs> so, so, so many uses to that. And then the last piece, as I touched on earlier, was the mycelium. Yeah, let's, so let's chat more about the mycelium. Okay. So in, in a very high level sense, uh, mycelium are uh, fungus, mushroom. Mm -hmm. It's the and root what? system to fungus. So the mycelium okay. is the little white threads underground. Most of the time you don't see mycelium. Like it's, it's in the soil, it's growing. So it's the root system to fungus. When we're talking about like, you know, mushrooms, mushrooms are the fruiting body. So that's what mm -hmm. comes up out of the soil. And, you know, you see the mushrooms, so you understand they're there, but mycelium is everywhere in the soil versus like a, a mushroom that's, you know, only fruit in ideal conditions for that, uh, you know, type of mushroom, for example. That's why you don't see them everywhere. They have to have the moisture. Like here in Colorado, we're, we're hitting the monsoon season, basically, and they'll start sprouting up. That's because the conditions are ideal for like the fruiting body. Mm -hmm. So that's a... Uh... So I watched that movie, Fantastic Fungi, and that's like yes. kind of the, the connection piece to, for all the mushroom world is the mycelium. Yes. Um, and it's that, nature's great decomposer. So yes. if you remember in Fantastic Fungi, kind of that early, early parts, they talk about, you know, just the, floors, the forest floor would be choked out without mycelium because there's nothing to decompose it. And so mm -hmm. you're really hitting on the key features that I was alluding to with mycelium and like the value mycelium plays in nature. 
and, and kind of then what that means and how we, how we used nature um, in, in our kits. So how, so I've got my mycelium tabs. What, yep. what am I doing with those? Yep. So you got your hole, you did your business, you're throwing mycelium tabs into the hole. And so those are inoculated wood plugs. Uh, we inoculate those. And, and uh, again, if we went back to fantastic fungi, the, the company and one of the, um, the mycologists who, who inoculates those for us is in fantastic fungi. He's at the end. Oh, cool. He has, yeah, he has a really cool uh, cameo and talks, talks a little bit about fantastic fungi. But he, he specializes in mycoremediation. So he came up with a species that's uh, native, non-invasive, um, wide range of like growth in terms of tolerance of temperatures, of, of um, areas, regions, bioregions. And so he inoculates these wood pellets. And when you throw them in uh, the hole, they help speed the breakdown of human waste up to 10 times faster and then reduce pathogens like E. coli. And that goes back to one, that study I was telling you about, but also if you just think through like penicillin and where penicillin comes from mold, it's the mm -hmm. same concept. And, and this is where I get over my skis a little bit and, and being like, okay, let me build this bridge. But you know, we did, do a, we did a two part study. One, it was like finding a species that meets all those criteria and then um, can break it down. But then also we wanted to see a coliform or pathogen reduction. And we, we see that by up to like 66% on average over two to four oh, wow. weeks. Yeah, a, a really cool feature. And, you know, if I would bring it all the way back around to like why that's valuable, we talk about, you know, high E. coli levels in waterways or here mm -hmm. in Colorado, you probably have seen like, you know, mountain goats up on these 14ers have E. coli in, in their systems that they're finding. And, and I'd have to pull up that study. But, you know, it's just, again, taking care of nature, trying to do something that's a little bit better, a little bit cleaner as we're stewards of the land. Yeah, no, I think it's, I think you hit on that too. And it's like, um, as you think through best practices and and all those things there, like, it's a responsibility thing. Like we want to enjoy nature. We want to be out there. We want everyone else to enjoy nature. I don't know of anyone that's like, no, I'm going to go out there and enjoy it. And you know what the hell with you guys over there, you can figure it out on your own and I'm going to go poop here. So, right. uh, I, I think that that mindset's not cool. And, uh, <laughs> I think taking, taking some extra steps is, uh, maybe not, I mean, not extra steps, I guess they're, they're within, you're not really, no one's, being asked to do anything different um, no 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 and and it's tough i mean you're in colorado as well um we we have a big population who loves getting outside and mm -hmm. so a lot of what we hear is you really need to pack it out and we are all for that you know if you want to pack it out it's great and there's spots where you do need to pack it out if we're talking we're hiking up to conundrum hot springs that's it's regulated you have to pack out you have to use a wag bag if you're rafting the black canyon you have to have a groover i mean that that's very important but you know for a lot of us in the backcountry, especially hunting fishing you know we're not packing it out and you know leave no trace even says okay here's the best practices for digging cattle where you need to be mm -hmm. and, and we what we found in our surveys was about 95 percent of people don't want to pack out like that's so what we mm -hmm. want to do is one, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, I do not want to pack it out. <laughs> exactly. 
But, but we also want to meet people halfway. So for the pack it out crowd, we want to develop innovative technologies the same sort of way that makes that a little bit better. You know, right now it's a bag in a bag that probably makes it into your trash can, which probably goes in the landfill. It's like, how can we make that a little more environmentally friendly? And then the next part is, well, for the crew who is not packing it out, which is a majority, it's, hey, let's do it, do it the best way we can. So nobody mm-hmm. else has to experience that. You know, it's, it's appreciated by you, but ignored by everybody else. So that's, that's kind of the way we look at it. Yeah, I no, it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. So we, we've, we've alluded to the best practices uh, and we've hit on, so digging, digging a hole, uh, six yep. inch hole. Right, six, um, six to eight inches, correct? Yep, six six to eight inches. Burying uh, the wipe or toilet paper. Yep. And so, then, yeah, so that's important here uh, because that that is a hot topic as well. And and I I don't imagine you invited me on here being like I didn't know there were so many hot topics and pooping in the outdoors. But no, this is great though. I'm just, I'm getting an just, education. <laughs> just read the yeah, just read the comments or our DMs every now and then. So. <laughs> So, so uh, there, there is a contingent also who says, like, pack out your toilet paper and pack out your wipes. Mm-hmm. And again, we never want to discourage packing. it. If you want to pack out, fire away. Go ahead. But in our study with our mycologist who specializes in mycoremediation, what we found with our wet wipes, so our wet wipe is plant-based fibrous materials, and it's wet. Well, you throw that in the hole, and that's like a battery for the mycelium. So the mycelium, mm-hmm. when it jumps off, it actually goes immediately to the wet wipe and then helps break down the human waste. So we saw, we saw in our study, it, it broke down the waste and the toilet paper faster than just human waste alone. And then the same with toilet paper was right in the middle of those two. And partly that is because toilet paper is dry. So it doesn't have that same wet material, plant-based material that mycelium loves. Like that, that was the big um, aha moment in terms of, oh, we're really onto something because our, cause our wipes are really specialty, you know, just plant-based fibers basically. And, and that's all there is to it. There's no dyes, perfumes, bleaches, anything. Whereas we also tested a famous wipe company. We won't mention their name, but it, it slowed down everything because there are a lot of additives in many wet wipes. Mm. Yeah. So mycelium doesn't like that. So it's actually worse for the process. Oh, wow. That's good yeah. to know, because I I've definitely done you know the toilet paper and wipe and you know it's now I I think through that differently. Um, <laughs> I was I was gonna ask when, when you talk about the study and time frame. So what is the time frame that the mycelium like begins to break it down and starts to break or you know I don't know if you yeah. can complete the process or yeah. So we did a couple things. We did a lab study and then a field test. And, and so when we say up to 10 times faster, that's typically in ideal environmental conditions. And so mm-hmm. it varies pretty dramatically. Like here in Colorado, we have a lot of high desert, um, not a lot of rainfall. Mm-hmm. So it all depends on what's in the soil. Again, that bioavailability, as well as like sun exposure, rain, altitude, freezing, um, you know, it, it will be faster when we say 10 times faster. A human going to the bathroom averages about one pound. And, and typically it takes about a year to break down. 
So we could see that in as little as, you know, five or 10 weeks, depending on the conditions. Okay. Wow. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. Oh, and I, I saw this too because I was, I was reviewing the, the blog posts on your guys' site. And I know too, there's a lot of folks that burn toilet paper. <laughs> uh, yes. And uh, I, I was going to ask your thoughts on, we, we've covered like why it's good to put the wipes in the hole mm-hmm. uh, with, with your poo. But outside of thinking through some fire dangers, like right. why, should we, why should we not burn toilet paper? Well, well, we laugh, um, but sadly that the smoke in our air from the most recent forest fire was somebody burning toilet paper down in Arizona, you know, that drifted up here. So, I mean, that, that is obviously number one. Um, now, mm-hmm. my sister lives in Alaska, for example, and that's pretty common practice up there, uh, it, as she was telling us. Like, that's, that's how they teach you to do it. So... You know, we don't encourage it, obviously. We're in Colorado. We're in mostly Western states here where a lot of our Mm -hmm. products are sold. The forest fire danger is just too great. There's no real value there. Um, You know, our stance or or where we would is one, bury it, or two, pack it out. Like that's burning your toilet paper is not a great idea. Yeah, no, totally agree. (laughs) That's like, I've never done it, but I think think through that and I'm like, ugh. This makes you like a little nervous because especially, you know, toilet paper starts to come apart and float in the air and an ember. And, yeah, the, there's yeah. a lot of logistics to that. You just kind of want to kind of avoid that situation. Yeah. And now that I know that uh, using your the wet wipes helps speed up the process of breaking things down, like I, I think that's it's more encouraging uh, and less less action. One less yes. thing I have to carry in my backpack yes. uh, as well. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I did notice too, um, on on your blog too that you've you guys have starting to partner with a few different organizations out there. Who who are some of the folks that you guys partner with? Uh huh. So we did partner with uh, BHA, as you know. Yep. Um, and and that's been great. We touched on that a little bit. Uh, we partnered with Continental Divide Trail Coalition over the last couple months. Okay. And so we gave a percentage of, of our monthly sales to those guys, um, as well as attended kind of one of their kicking off events. Uh, I think it was their birthday party. And then we'll look to adopt a section of that trail as well for trail maintenance and just kind of have the pack oh, cool. crew on that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. fun. Uh, one of the recent ones here in the backyard is uh, Crested Butte Mountain Bike Alliance. Okay. Uh, so that's Simba, and they're also part of uh, Crest Butte Conservation Corps. These guys are amazing. If you haven't looked them up, they're kind of like the first mountain biking association in the U.S. But, um, Patagonia just did an amazing story on those guys uh, of you know forming in the 1980s about trail wow. maintenance and keeping uh, care of the valley. It's been really really cool to kind of partner with those guys. They have five full-time trail builders up here. And a lot of their role is one, you know, clearing trees and making sure the trails are open. But the second is, um, you know, making sure dispersed campsites are good. Um, they just sent me an email today. They're on their third backcountry makeshift bathroom that they cleared out. So people will haul materials back there and make like a backcountry bathroom. And, and they've cleaned out three huh. already this year. <laughs> yeah. So, and then in addition, we found them. They had, a, they had a pretty funny social media post where 
um, and I don't say funny haha, I'd say funny haha from the pack point of view. Their, their crew <laughs> shoveled two trash bags full of human waste at a trailhead. And so oh. what that, yeah, so what that was really important for us is to be like, hey, let's get in front of these guys. They're obviously talking to a lot of people on trails. And, and they're obviously dealing, you know, they're the, the first line of defense on a lot of this. So how can we support them, not only with packed kits and products, but education? Uh, one thing we're doing for those guys is giving them a lot of single serves. So that's, you know, not the whole kit, but it's the wipes and the mycelium that they can give to a lot of people on the trails as they get busier up here. So we, we try to partner with a few um, a few of those partnerships every couple months. And, and those were the most recent ones. Man, that's awesome. No, yeah. it, it's good work too. And it, you know, all, all those great things show that too, you guys are just not in it, uh, in it for the business. Like you're really trying to do some good out there in the world, which is, it's good to see. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's super important for us to be connected one to the communities, but also like uh, the feedback loop and, 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 working with these guys has just been fantastic again they have the best ideas they're they're the first line of defense on this so anything we could do to support that's really important absolutely so are are there any other initiatives that you guys are working towards towards uh i I phrase this spreading the news about proper pooping um (laughs) sorry i had to i had to throw one poop pun in there or it wouldn't have been a great podcast episode i, I would have been bummed if you didn't yeah i would have been <laughs> bummed if you didn't so and, and don't worry we've we've heard every poop joke possible i could it's oh man yes. i could imagine yeah i could I imagine <laughs> well i have a i have a seven and nine year old so the the humor is right in the wheelhouse and i also <laughs> wonder how like proud of their father they are when they go to school to say what their dad does so um other big initiatives, obviously, you know, we're targeting some of the big, big, um, you know, the big names out there, like the National Forest Foundation and National Forest. You know, we're working on some partnerships with Leave No Trace. That's really important to us. They are, they are a huge voice in the space, obviously. Um, they have really high standards, which we appreciate and need. So it's third party peer reviewed research. You know, we're working on getting that aligned with universities that says, okay, if this happens, then that happens. And, you know, we did a, we're on month nine now of our study, but this is mm-hmm. our mycologists we hired. We want independent studies and there's a lot of good ones out there, but we want this really focused on the issues where we're looking to solve and, and how do we make the best products. And so getting some of that data is important as we work towards some of these bigger partnerships as well. Yeah, nice. Um, so I know you have the kit, and you mentioned uh, the single use. What mm-hmm. other what other products do you have, or, or methods that they're they're sold? Mm-hmm. So that's that's the primary product. Um, but as we look into the future, we kind of call that like the Goldilocks product. That goes mm-hmm. right in the middle of everything. And so if you had your kit in your hand, you look at it. We get a lot of feedback from um, backpackers that are saying, hey, we really love this. We, we love the mycelium. We love the wipes. It's too heavy or it's too big. I don't want to bring this. Or, you know, we look at segments like trail running or um, mountain biking. And it's like these guys want single use. It's usually, unless you're bikepacking, it's not multi-day. So it's 
how do we go bigger and how do we go smaller? Um, and then the bigger piece is the van life or the family camping. It's Oh, yeah. Know, yeah, we have a lot of like features in here that are really nice. How do you how do you expand that to really make this like a bathroom kit for a family or the van life where weight is not an issue, where you can mm-hmm. have, you know, more products within there. So kind of our next product we're rolling out um, is the uh, the the uh, sorry, the backpacking kit. So if you look at this, you'll notice something about your shovel. Everything fits in the handle of the shovel. So you have your oh, wipes man, and myceliums. That's so cool. And that's going to yeah. be really big for kind of this outdoor market for the fishing and hunters as well. So your entire bathroom kit is basically the size of your shovel. And so that's that coming awesome. here in the next couple of months. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that product. As well as, um, you know, we won a Brooks Running Company grant for to make a runner's kit for trail runners. And then it'll spin off into mountain bikers. And, and that goes back to, hey, what's a little tool that people will carry with them? follow best practices and then also the single serve wipes and mycelium that they could refill and that's probably a good note a note to yeah remind that like everything in the kit can be refilled the mycelium and wipes Mm -hmm. you know just by adding that so it's not once you run out you're out it's like oh we sell little refills to just restock you yeah it's pretty and you know the uh i guess Next up, so where can folks go to get the to get the kit, to get the the wipes, the tabs, the all all, all your stuff? Yep, you can go to packedoutdoors.com. We sell direct there. Um, in Colorado, here we have a number of specialty retailers, both on the Front Range and the Western Slope. Um, so you can look for a packed kit there, or or ask them about it. We've talked to many of them. Uh, moosejaw.com so that's mm. this is originally how like the uh, packed idea really got off the ground is we won the moosejaw outdoor accelerator um, probably i guess it's about 18 months ago now and they helped launch the product in terms of um, adding it to their website giving us a little bit of uh, you know sponsorship on that and and so they've been a, a fantastic partner as well and then shortly here, um, holding with bated breath, you'll be able to pick it up at REI as well. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah, really, really big moment for us. Um, and, and we're excited to kind of partner with those guys as well. No, that's awesome. Congrats yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's great. And I, I'm, I'm going to tell everyone out there right now that's listening, like, you, you should do this. Like, look at it. <laughs> um, you know, go, go Check ahead and pull out, the trigger. Least. Yeah, yeah, check it out. Learn, learn too. And you know, I I think that you're spot on with the the new adaptation uh, of the shovel. Um, I was thinking through that uh, as we were talking, and I was like, you, I was looking at the image of the your the just the shovel on on the website, and I was like, it'd be cool if everything just like, yep, was like a little cylinder. So you guys, man, you're on it, which is we're, awesome. We're on it. We're working through it. Um, you know, we're a small <laughs> team, so. Everything moves yeah. a little bit slower than we want, but uh, yeah, we're we're pretty excited by that, um, and I feel comfortable talking about it because we we have a patent pending, so pretty pretty okay. stoked on that, and that's yeah. that's a recent development and as well, you know, big learnings there, but it's it's been really fun, so we're we're really excited kind of with that product. I think that's going to hit a lot more people a lot easier. It has a lower price point, and then again for this this probably crew listening to this 
it's it can go anywhere it goes in any side pocket um your truck anything so any any vest or anything it's real small so yeah i'm i mean i'm excited i've uh i'm we're planning some outdoor adventures here pretty soon and i i dragged my family along with me and we're definitely going to take the kit uh my wife was very interested in testing it out and trying it out of course my i have a nine-year-old as well and she was like what is this like kind of exploring yeah. it reading you know checking everything out and uh i told him our our story of meeting up at up at rendezvous and she was super excited so no no that's awesome and and you know i think you have a younger child as well too right i do yeah i have a two-year-old right so uh, it's it's funny because we talk about this we talk about the tip of the spear everybody who needs the best products I can't tell you the number of times my kids have been, you know, we've been out on some adventure just doing something. They're like, yep, I got to poop. And you're like, all right, you know? And so that goes back to that original statement of like, people aren't malicious. It's just be being prepared. Mm -hmm. You know, are you ready yeah. for this? And, and these are great family kits. I mean, it's, it's perfect for the kids. It's easy to use. So we're, we're pretty hyped by that, but that's, that's a huge, huge uh, market as well in our house. We had a, we were out because I'd been trying to work with them because like, uh, I don't know if you know, like we're just a year, a year out here in Colorado. So, um, I've been working with my daughter a lot to like, Hey, like when you got to go out in the woods, like here's the best practices, here's what you got to do. You got to dig a little cat hole. You got to like figure And she's like, you can just see like the, the gears turning in her mind and she's like, like, why? Like, what, what, what am I doing? But I think that education piece too is like super important, especially for, setting a good tone for her because she loves being in the outdoors and you know I, I, i'd hate for her to reflect back later and be like oh man i've what have i been doing kind of my whole life so we'll just lay it out the right way the first time but yeah but you're not far off and i go back to that survey of like a lot of people fear like fear going to the bathroom outdoors it's you yeah know, we always joke of like who these who these people are we've we've profile them as like the holder or the they don't go out for multiple nights or you know they get up early and leave their tents so nobody knows what they're doing and and part of it is exactly what you're doing with your daughter it's the education as well as like taking the mystique away of like oh this is really gross and it's horrible mm -hmm. and it's just like hey if you want to enjoy the outdoors you're probably gonna to have to poop and let let's help you make it a little cleaner and more more seamless you know and so the education is, is the key on that. Yeah. It's like, hey, let's, let's teach everybody best practices, but also uh, help with that intimidation and then be compassionate with it. It's not, you're yeah. not at home. It's harder, you know, it's, it's, yeah. uh, it's a little bit more difficult for sure. Sweet. What's, what's the best way for people to connect with you uh, if they have questions or, you know, they, they want to learn a little more? Yeah, uh, they could always write us any more questions. Um, hello at packedoutdoors.com and mm -hmm. that's uh our email they could also jump on our instagram and that's at packed outdoors uh we mentioned our pack, website packed with a with a t, t right yeah yeah p-a-c-t packed yes good catch on that one and then the website is packedoutdoors.com p-a-c-t outdoors.com sweet yeah sweet so we had it. Cool. We we had it flagged. I'm still curious. What did what did your bathroom kit look like prior to this? Oh, yeah. I mean, you you pretty much nailed it. So I'm. Uh, I I would do. I started deviating away from the wipes. So it would be a, a Ziploc <laughs> bag. 
it would be, or sorry, I deviated from toilet paper to the wipes. So it would be a wipe or wipes. And then, um, you know, I would use either a stick or rock or the heel of my boot to dig out whatever, uh-huh. whatever I needed to. Um, or one of my hunting buddies always carries a shovel. And so I was just like, Hey man, like, let me, let me borrow <laughs> your shovel. Um, yeah. so that, that was pretty much it. And then, um, I carry like a little, little bitty thing of like, uh, you know, environment environmentally friendly hand soap or you know soap that i kind of just use throughout but yep that's that's it you you hit it pretty spot on yeah i mean that's the home hack everybody has so that's also (laughs) our competition it's challenging you know when you're half roll with toilet paper it's your competition but that that's why we wanted to create like each piece with like intention and and i feel like we've done a really good job oh i i agree and i mean it it definitely shows it shows, and then once you kind of think about it for a minute, um, like it, it rendezvous, like you gave me the, you gave me that little, the plug for the the towel or the wipe, and yeah, like I carried I carried it around in my pocket for you know a day before I use it because I was like I just kind of want to see you know in my pocket floating around with other gear and stuff with like what's gonna go on with it, but I was like, once you think about it, and you're like this is actually really 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 useful. And it's totally. more useful than what I would normally carry. And it's, uh, uh, you know, I can appreciate it. It's one of those products that the more I think about it, the more I'm like, oh, yeah, this is like, this is really good. Yeah. So, And, and we're such gearheads in these segments, you know, fishing or hunting or hiking or mm-hmm. whatever it is. It's like when you find a piece of gear that you really like and people put time and really that intention in, it's fun just for that discovery you just talked about of like, oh man, I appreciate having this now. You know, I didn't know I needed it, but I'm really glad I have it. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, sometimes I tell people, you know, there's like, there's two types of adventures. There's the types of adventures where you go out and you're like, man, this is really awesome. I'm enjoying myself. Every moment, super great. Like I'm having such a blast. And there's those adventures where it's like, holy smokes this is really terrible right now like i am miserable but then you look back on it you know five days later a week later and all that and you're like that was awesome like i really looking back what a great experience in the moment it was terrible but it's also those little things those little pieces of gear little you know uh lessons that you've picked up along the way that make those miserable moments like a little bit better yeah so, so you're describing type two fun and type two is where you reflect <laughs> back and you're like, oh, that was fun, even though it was miserable. And, and I've never heard our kits described as like type two kits, but I'm glad that that might be, yeah. that might be a good segment. This is like, a, I'm not looking forward to this, but I'm glad I have it kind of thing, you know, or, or yeah, reflecting yeah. back. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty I, funny. I picture like on the side of a mountain, like freezing and rain and, you know, whatever. And then I'm like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, oh, no. But I'm like, wait, I am prepared. (laughs) You are prepared. You are prepared now. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Noah, well, unfortunately, our our clock is ticking down. So uh, this is like the last bit of the show where, um, you know, if you have any last thoughts, ideas, concepts you want to share with or questions uh with you want to go through with the the audience or me or anyone uh please please fire away if not no big deal yeah 
Uh, I think I'm good. I loved hearing about your bathroom kit. Um, I'm, I'm really <laughs> going to love hearing about the crew. So I think this is, this is one of those viral products. And this is how PAX gets bigger is when you're sitting around camp and you guys are all in your tents or, or you have your nice one. It's, uh, it's, people are like, where'd you get that? And so I'm excited for you guys to test the product, uh, get it out, especially with families and then this hunting season upcoming. Um, so, oh, yeah. So it, it'll be fun to get your guys' feedback and, and, and just kind of what you thought overall. Oh, yeah, 100%. We'll, we'll definitely we'll shoot you some notes back on it for sure and, and stay connected. I mean, we're pretty close too. So to come, yeah. down, come down and say hey and grab a beer or coffee or something while I'm down that way. Absolutely. Yeah, we'd like to have you up at Crestview at any time as well. So you're Sweet. you're always invited Thanks. up here. Yeah. Well, I I appreciate you coming on today. It's been a good conversation. I know uh I'm hoping I'm hoping and knowing that folks stick stuck through it cuz it's an interesting topic, right? It's just yes. a little off it's a little off kilter from what uh what we normally talk about in the in the wild food realm, but I think there's a lot of value to it and as you start to think through like the season prepping for hunting season no matter where you're at you can be you know you'd be hunting in the northeast you can be you know in a deer stand in the midwest you can be you know traipsing through the swamp down south like wherever you're at like this this is something everybody as i tell my kids everybody poops it's okay <laughs> um and so this is the product to kind of get, get us all in a better spot with that, which I think is really awesome. But, um, no, I, I'm excited to see where it's going to go for you guys and, and excited that we got to have the chat uh, and meet at Rendezvous. It was awesome. So Yes. Long right. chat about pooping in the woods, but I appreciate the yeah. time. And, and it's been amazing. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully people could hang with us on that one. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I say thanks thanks to all the listeners out there uh, for, for tuning in. And then, as always, the show notes will be available online, so you can click the links uh, to, to the products, to uh, the blog posts we mentioned. Uh, any social media stuff will be there as well. But make sure you, you go visit um, visit the Instagram for Packed Outdoors and, and give them a follow so you can stay up on all the cool things they're doing. And then after that, double check that you're following harvesting nature because we've got so much stuff going on uh here that i'm really excited to share with everyone and i get fired up when i see the posts go out on instagram so it's good things um and then as always whatever podcast platform you're listening to please punch that five star button leave us a review tell us what we're doing wrong or you know tell us what we're doing right thanks everybody have a good night wild game in wild places tune in to hunt stand presents saturdays at 8 30 p.m eastern waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment you'd think with four of us spread out on a tiny island that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing but as i've learned no matter where i've been whitetails can be damn tricky pursuing wild game in wild places Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.